The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. Dr. Javis Joshua Flores is a senior lecturer for the University of the Philippines, Rural High School, and UP Open University. He received his BA Sociology and PhD in Environmental Science degrees from UP Los Baños in 2007 and 2020, respectively, and his Master's in Natural Resources Management degree from UP Open University in 2016. He has published research in the areas of landscape ecology and agroecology, specifically on the topics of sustainable agriculture and permaculture design in agricultural landscapes. In 2022, he was selected as a One Health Fellow at the St. Luke's Medical Center College of Medicine, William H. Quasha Memorial, to research on zoonotic diseases and elite. So, good morning po and welcome to the Asturi Podcast. Good morning, Mikael. Thanks for having me here. And of course, thank you Ren, for making time. I know sobrang busy ka as well as the other fellows. Mapag-uusapan natin yan. Actually, feeling ko yung mga listeners natin magtatanong, ano yung One Health Fellow? At bakit ba bakit ba to topic nitong podcast ito? So we'll dive into that. But before we do, sisimulan natin with, syempre, yung first question natin sa lahat ng guests dito sa Ask Theory Podcast. Kwentuhan mo kami, paano ka ba na-in love sa science? Nice, good question. Actually, yung journey ko sa science, hindi siya typical, no? Kasi hindi ako magaling sa school, eh. Mm. When I started nung elementary, nung high school, a very average student lang ako. And actually, hindi ako nag-actively pursue ng career sa science, no? Yung curiosity ko lang, ang nagdala sa akin papunta sa career na ito. <laughs> <laughs> nung bata ako, nung mami ko, nung papa ko na, sinasabi ko daw, Sino daw nag-imbento ng school? Hmm. Bakit daw na-imbento yan? Kasi parang <laughs> feeling ko nalilimitahan lang ako ng school eh. So, pero eventually, you know, in hindsight, nare-realize ko na parang siguro dahil hyperactive lang yung imagination ko nung bata ako. Mm-hmm. Tapos during that time, feeling ko slow learner ako which was sabi ng school na talaga ako kasi late na rin ako natutong magbasa eh. So, sabi ko parang may kulang, no? May kulang sa school na hindi nasasatisfy yung curiosity. Yeah. So, kasi nung bata ako, dahil nga hyperactive yung imagination ko, laging iba yung nakikita ko from sa my, from my classmates. So, mm. parang unti lang yung kailangan ko para ma-motivate or ma-inspire. Or one idea lang or one concept. So, pag nagtuturo sa school, parang pag binatuhan ako ng parang na-overstimulate ako. So parang yun yung, yun, yung, yun yung problem ko. Kasi parang bigyan mo lang ako ng isang topic for today tas kaya ko na mag-research on my own. Parang ganun yung aking approach. So yun yung aking ano, uh, childhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad that you mentioned yung the struggle. Let's put it that way. The struggle of, of someone like you na bata and trying to cope in an environment like school. Because that makes me think of two things. One, I am so glad na sa, sa living right now, eh medyo outdated na yung sinasabihan yung bata na slow learner. Mm. Like we have to, it's my opinion that we have to phase out that practice because we all learn at our own pace. We we know this now. Siguro yung yung approach noon nung mga, nung mga bata pa tayo hindi pa. Pero when you tell a child kasi na slow learner ka or worse, medyo bobo ka sa math, medyo Uh-oh. bobo ka sa science, nakokondition yung bata to think of yes. themselves that true and it's it's good na ma-bring up tong mga gaytong bagay because like i said we just learn at our own pace hindi porket hindi pareho yung pace natin ng pag-learn sa mga kaklase natin eh necessarily mas matalino sila sa atin true. or mabagal tayo di ba sometimes it's really just in the approach and that brings me to my second point na i remember i had a, a batchmate noon na sobrang he would be classified as a slow learner I, by 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 those standards na 
talagang pag nagre-reading exercises kami, hindi siya talaga sumasabay. Yung grades niya hindi ganun katapos. So, just a few months ago, I, I out of curiosity, I looked him up on LinkedIn. He's now a software engineer. Wow. <laughs> a software engineer and a teacher. So, wow. parang, it it really goes to show na you cannot predetermine kung ano yung yung magiging buhay ng bata. Yes. Just based on what you think is their academic performance based on maybe outdated standards. Naku, totoo yan. Totoo yan. <laughs> diba? So, kung, kung may mga listeners tayo dyan at hikinig na feeling nila slow learner sila or na-condition sila to think na mabagal sila matuto ng science, bobo sila sa math or something, sana narinig nila yung stories mo or yung stories nung, nung kaklase ko dati na teacher and software engineer na ngayon. And maisip nilang, siguro hindi ko bobo sa science. Iba lang hindi yung yan. style na so, kailangan matuto ako. Sana yung mga students ko nakikinig. No? Kasi, <laughs> po. Hindi Ay, kasi na, nalulungkot sila pag nakuwis sa ganyan. Tayo. Mm. Ano yan? Oh, hindi diba? naman sa sinisiraan ko ah. Uh, speaking as someone who has been there and who has done that, you know, <laughs> grades are to be used as a quantitative measure of yes. yung how well you absorb the lesson, but they are not used to determine how well you'll perform in life. So parang yes. okay lang mag gamitin mo yung grades as metric, pero wag ka mag-obsess over grades. Well said. <laughs> yung din sinasabi ko sa kanila. Exactly 'yon. Exactly 'yon. Oh, kasi pag totoong mundo sasabihin ko sa iyo walang walang magtatanong sa iyo kung ilan yung grade mo sa math nung second year college ka no one they will just care wala, about wala. how how dedicated or devoted you are to doing what you want to do and how well you can do it yes and hindi lang naman grades may magsasabi niyan actually nga yun nung bata kasi I grew up sa alternative schools before mm-hmm. ako nag-transfer sa more traditional na schools parang mid-elementary Tapos parang nung nag-transfer ako ng schools, parang alam ko na hindi ako magaling sa sa math. Kasi mm-hmm. meron daw nagawa nun eh. Parang may ginagamit. Ginagamit yung wall clock to do math. <laughs> hindi oh, ko wow. na maalala kung paano ko ginagawa yon Pero yun yung nireport nung teacher ko nun sa parents ko. Na parang tingin daw ako ng tingin sa watch ko or sa clock. Tapos dun ko ginagawa yung math. So sana maalala ko kung paano ko siya ginagawa. Ang cool Kasi, yun ah. Pag naalala mo, turo mo sa akin. Oo oh, nga eh. <laughs> Actually, ang sinasabi ko is hindi na hindi naman na ayaw ko sa math. Ayaw ng Kasi <laughs> yung math parang hard to get for me eh. Kasi interested ako sa concept ng numbers, ganyan. Actually, nanonood pa ako ng mga docu about math. Mm. Na, nagagandahan ako sa language ng math. Yeah. Oo, ang ganda niya. Pero hindi siya kind sa akin. <laughs> It is elegant but not kind. Oh, elegant but not kind. Actually, nung college nga eh, Sa sociology kasi, math 11 lang kami. Sabi mm. ko, gusto ko pa matuto. Nag-math like 1 and math 2 pa ako. <laughs> wow. Gusto ko pang matuto ng math kasi gusto ko siyang habulin. Actually, I didn't do well dun sa mga subjects. Pero, pasado naman ako. Pero, hindi ko masabi na hindi ako magaling sa math. Kumbaga, hindi lang nagtatranslate sa grades yung fascination ko sa math. Oo. Uh-huh. That's a good way of putting it. Uh-huh. Ama, yan. So, yun nga. Tama, tama yan, hindi nagtatranslate sa grades yung interest or yung yung, mm-hmm. yung fascination mo with math. And like I said, hindi naman grades ang magdedetermine ng success mo sa sa buhay mo after school or, yes. you know, in your professional career. Let's talk about your professional career. Paano ka ba, paano ba yung naging journey mo from, you know, being a student you know, and then pursuing yung additional, uh, beyond your undergrad years to where you are today? Natawa ako kasi very unusual yung aking ano, origin story. Ayun na. Oh. Kasi uh, growing up kasi na-expose na ako agad sa mga environmental messages na cartoons. Kasi no oh. 80s, early 90s, di ba? Meron, baka magka-age tayo. <laughs> Palagay ko. Uh, Oo, no? So, meron mga shows sa Channel 9, Channel 7 like Toxic Crusaders. Yes, Captain Monkeys, Planet. Captain Planet. Tapos may big oh, months world. Pag-ano yung edad natin. Oo nga. Baka tayo. So, sa, ev- at the end of every episode, meron tayong moral lesson or about hmm. the environment. So, yung parents ko, lagi nilang in-encourage na manood ng mga ganyan. Tapos, nung nagka-cable kami, eventually, na- ako, nakababad ako sa Discovery Channel, Discovery hmm. Kids, Nat Geo, yun yung mga pinapanood. Yeah. But, favorite show ko sa Cartoon Network noon was Fantastic Max. Kasi, baby ah. lang siya. Pero pumupunta siya ng space. 
So, nung time na yun, gusto ko maging astronaut. Kasi, kung <laughs> siya nga baby, nakakapunta ng space, space. diba? Ako pa kaya. Oh. Ako pa kaya. Tapos, isa pa is yung Dexter's Laboratory, obviously. Oh, yeah. Favorite Saka, all time. Yeah, diba? Favorite. Tsaka yung Extreme Ghostbusters. Kasi, oh. sobrang fascinated ako. Actually, may time na na-obsess ako sa development. Proton gun. Or Pro, proton yung, gun. Uh, yung panglaban nila ng, <laughs> ano, pang-capture nila ng ghosts daw. Oo, oh. ng mga ectoplasmic na mga beings, no? So, parang, oh. parang kaya nila ginagawa yun. So, oh. at an early age, no? Parang nagbasa-basa ako ng mga physics books. Ganyan. Pero hindi ako magaling sa science, ha? Take note, listeners, ha? Interested <laughs> lang ako. Gusto ko lang yung feeling na nag-tinker with gadgets, with hardware. Hindi ka magaling by academic standards. Oo, oh, oh, hindi. Oo, serious lang talaga ako. Kasi napapasinate ako sa world eh. Kasi yung parents ko ay missionaries. So at an early age, exposed na ako sa maraming cultures. Kasi yung mm-hmm. father ko pumupunta all over the world. Tapos alam ko na yung mga iba-ibang bansa. Tapos sa bahay namin, meron kaming malaking map. So lagi lang ako nakatingin doon. So hindi ko alam na eventually it will lead me you know, na related to that. And then fast forward, high school and college. Actually, hindi ako magaling nung high school kasi I was too preoccupied then with my clubs. Kasi mm-hmm. more on the artsy side ako eh. Member ako ng Glee Club, may banda ako. Oh, cool. Oh, speech and Dramatics Club. Tapos varsity pa ako sa volleyball. So parang, ang dami kong extracurricular na activities. Yeah. no. So Kasi parang kailangan ko i-divert yung, ang tawag, yung energy ko or yung creativity ko into something na for me, has a sense of purpose. Kasi, na-realize ko, kaya ako nahirapan nung elementary, high school, college, eventually nung college, late college, nag-blossom na rin ako. Kasi, may personal question ako na, itong inaaral natin, no, parang, how will this save the world? <laughs> diba? Kasi mm. going back to my upbringing, na nanonood ng mga Captain Planet, <laughs> yun lagi yung tanong ko, parang, how will this information or this knowledge no, save the world? Laging, Pag hindi yun nasasagot, parang sa akin, walang sense na mag-take time it is. So siguro, it's more on yung aking stubbornness, no? Na nag-hinder sa akin na mag-aral ng mabuti. Pero nung college na ako, I, wa- I enrolled in the sociology program kasi nirecommend siya ng high school teacher ko who was also a sociology graduate. And then she observed, no, na Mahilig ako mag-observe ng mga tao, ganyan. Uh-huh. Magaling ako sa history. Yes, and... Sabi ko, yeah, may interest din ako na mag-aral ng tao. Kasi nung bata ako, actually gusto ko maging Nat Geo Explorer eh. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Yun yung pangarap ko, maging uh-huh. Nat Geo Explorer. Or, I think, I think uh-huh. marami, karamihan sa atin na, na mahilig din sa Nat Geo ng bata, naisipan Totoo. na rin yan at some point. <laughs> Di ba? Tapos... <laughs> It's either Nat Geo Explorer ako or maging animator para sa Disney. So, oh, yeah. oh, that's the... I, I, I get you. <laughs> diba? Ayan, nakarelate ka. Oo. So, noon na ako, nung nag-majors na ako nung college, yun, very specific na yung inaaral namin. Tapos, na-realize ko, ang hirap pala mag-aral ng tao. <laughs> it's the hardest thing to study kasi it's, they're very, we're very dynamic, no? Tapos, parang yeah. we have the ability to make decisions that would alter yung environment or our relationships. Napaka-complex pala na itong pinasok ko. So, parang sabi ko, siguro di ako magkakakarir dito pagka-graduate ko. Parang, mm-hmm. oh, kasi ang hirap, ang hirap pala niya. Although, nag-enjoy ako sa mga teachers ko niya. Nag-enjoy ako program namin sa UPLB. Pero, Mikael, ang weird na nangyari, mm-hmm. hindi ako naging academic or scientist pagkatapos. Kasi, Aha. When I was typing my thesis no, about the Badjaw of Patanga City, there was a time na yung mga kasama ko sa apartment, nagtitesis din sila, so busy kami lahat. Yeah. So sabi ko, okay, dahil ano ako, mahilig ako sa kusina eh, nagpe-prepare ako ng mga sandwich at ng kape para dun sa mga kasama ko sa apartment. Oh. So, this was during ano, typing my thesis. Tapos <laughs> sabi ko, Ba, magaling ako gumawa ng kapit at ng sandwich, ha? Maging barista kaya ako. Wow. Wow, interesting trajectory. Di ba? So parang, Oo. it was not na hindi ako interested dun sa course ko. Na-realize ko lang na meron pala akong skill on serving, hmm. no? And creating food and drinks. So Oo. sinabi ko yun sa parents ko na, 
pagka-graduate, gusto ko mag-barista sa Starbucks. Kasi ang galing nila sa customer service. Eh. Actually, oh. And this was a time na hindi pa uso yung specialty coffee, coffee. Sa, sa Pilipinas. no So, this was like 2006 or 2007. Yeah, medyo nasasanay pa lang tayo sa idea oh, ng... Nasasanay pa lang tayo. <laughs> oh, true, true. So, I was one of the early adopters no, nung third wave coffee movement. Mm-hmm. May fascination with espresso and espresso. Dumating sa akin. Um, yung mami ko yung unang nagturo sa akin magbrew ng coffee sa bahay. Tapos, eventually, nagtayo ako ng parang <laughs> fake shop sa loob ng bahay namin pagka-graduate ko. Ang pangalan niya, okay. Hebrews Coffee. <laughs> parang, uh-huh. play on words, no? Hebrews. So, Hebrews. Galing. Hebrews. No? So, nandun, eventually, nagkaroon ng totoong Hebrews Coffee dito sa, Luba- sa Los Banyas. <laughs> so, buti naman. And, supportive yung parents ko. And I think, sa aking career is nagplay talaga ng big part yung support ng parents kasi alam nila na weird na ako in the first place eh. So, to have that sudden shift, no, upon finishing college, tas sinuportahan nila ako in my barista journey and then even my sisters enrolled me in some courses and yung coffee career ko talagang nag-boom. <laughs> nag-boom. So, yung nasa shop na barista together with some friends no we were able to open our own shop and then ako yung barista na sumasali sa competition nagco-coach at nagja-judge so medyo mahaba-haba yung barista career ko hanggang early 2010s nasa coffee oh, industry ako oo tapos little did i know no na ito pa lang pursuit ko on coffee ito pa lang yung maglilid sa akin sa science so kaya nire-remind <laughs> ko pa pinipilit eh. Kasi I want things to unfold by itself eh. Yeah. So, kasi ako as barista, I received all the training, all the certifications that I need. Sabi ko, paano pasasarap yung kape ko? Eh, dumadating yung kape sa akin, roasted na. Alam mo yun, parang yeah. I can do all of the things with my machine, brewing techniques and everything. Pero hanggang dun lang, what's, yung dumadating sa akin is a finished bean. <laughs> It's a roasted mm. bean na. So, sabi ko, there else, no? Para sumarap yung kape na sinaserve ko <laughs> sa mga customer ko. And that eventually led me to organic agriculture. I took a course on that, a semester-long course on organic agri. And dun ko natutunan na yung quality ng kinakain natin, it all begins with the soil. Okay, mm. so healthy soil is equal to healthy people, healthy food, healthy, healthy animals. The ecology of the soil. It all boils down to the soil. So, nung graduate ako ng organic agri-course sa UP Open University, which I was part ng pilot batch, kami yung guinea pig. Tinay ko agad. So, sabi ko, okay to ah. Nag-start ako mag-farming. As in, nag-farm talaga ako. As in, nag-iba yung itsura ko nung nag-start ako mag-farm. <laughs> nag-iba yung itsura. <laughs> Nag-itsura ko kasi nag ako ng garden sa, sa apartment ko tapos nagpaalam ako sa owner, meron akong 200 square meter yard doon na may kambing tsaka may manok. Okay, wow. Uh-oh. As in, hardcore gardening talaga. Kinonvert ko talaga yung land into agriculture. Parking okay. lots yun eh, na hindi nagagamit. So, ah, kinonvert ko to into farms. Tas, malawak. Malawak, oo. Tapos, yung backyard na yun, syempre na natunugan ng mga tao, pinupuntahan na ng mga klase, hmm. may mga turista nang pumupunta. Kasi, Very unusual yung nangyari. And then, yeah. to be a consultant for one farm, so I was able to work with an organic farmer, and a, a real organic farmer, no, yung experience na, and a security guard ng property. So, tatlo kami sa team. Yung farmer, yung security guard, tsaka ako. So, mm-hmm. I was supposed to be the designer lang, pero eventually, kasama ako dun sa manual labor talaga. So, dun nag-start, nag- transform yung aking characteristics. So, doon, na-expose talaga ako sa, sa farming from bare land to something very diverse na land. So, doon ko na-practice yung organic agri and eventually led me to permaculture kasi yeah. the permaculture concept, na-discover ko lang din yun sa organic agri class namin kasi a classmate of mine just may pinapanood lang sa aking video sa YouTube. Sabi niya, <laughs> oh, James, panoorin mo to. Ma-inspire ka ko. Tapos, little did I know na yun pala yung magsas- 
part ng aking master's at PhD. So yung mga ganong ano lang, events, no? Na nag-lead sa akin one thing to the other. And itong advocacy ko na maghanap ng way para maging masarap yung kape, eventually led me to looking for a way to make the soil healthy and make animals and people healthy as well. So parang nag- so after the farming gig, I worked then for a social enterprise called Good Food Community mm-hmm. in Quezon City. And I worked as the farmer support manager for two years. So I worked with farmers, no, around 60 farmers, no? sa north, sa Tarlac, sa Benguet, saka, eh, sa, Beng- sa Benguet, sa Bauco Mountain Province. So marami ako naging experience with farmers. And then it was at that time also, I pursued my master's kasi I wanted to do research on permaculture and wala akong makitang ibang or ibang platform na magperson ng research kung hindi ako mag-aaral. Yeah. So yun, naging excuse ko lang yung master's degree para makapag-research ako on my interest. <laughs> and then, nung patapos na ako ng master's ko, sabi ko, kailangan natin ituloy ito, may momentum eh. Kasi, yung graduate ako, nakapag-publish kami. Bumuo ako ng ano, parang mala Avengers na team Wow. Ubot lang ako sa mga iba-ibang colleges. Uh-oh. Interested ka ba dito? Interested ka ba? Samahan niyo ako kasi pag na-publish natin to tayo yung una. Uh, pioneering. Magkaka- so, pioneering. So, tinulungan naman ako ng mga friends ko. Mga lima kami. Nag-publish. Tapos sabi ko, ang ganda ng momentum natin ha, kasi nag-present kami sa national, sa international. Ituloy uh-huh. ko na kaya sa PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Ituloy ko na kasi kesa mamatay eh, di ba? So, Uh-oh na advise na ako ng mga colleagues na, sige, kuha ka ng scholarship para hindi ko kailangan mag-work. So, na- thankfully, DOST, salamat talaga ako mm-hmm. dun sa scholarship ng DOST. And then, eventually, nung nag-field work na ako, nabigyan din ako ng research grant ng CIRCA. So, naging supportive mm-hmm. naman yung, ano, yung scientific community sa aking pursuits. Kasi, for someone na mag-research on permaculture, Pakaiba yun eh. Pag ginugle search yeah, actually, permaculture, di ba? Yeah, permaculture isn't even a very familiar term yes. <laughs> for a lot of people. Myself so, included, aminin ko. Before, like, nalaman ko lang yung yung permaculture siya talaga like a couple of years ago. Dahil nga, dahil pandemic din. Like a yeah. lot of people were, were sort of getting more into these things. So, Naging kaya, viral siya. Oo. So, ayun lang. So, eventually... Yun na yung ginagawa kong work ngayon, the team, the team na na-start ko nung masters ko, na FB group pa rin kami, and then nag-grow na yung team. And then, actually, wala akong full-time job ngayon, so puro ako part-time teaching mm-hmm. jobs and projects. Kasi I realized, no, if I go into a, f- parang matatali ako in a yeah. something na hindi ko naman passion. No, so parang, I just want part-time jobs that would support yung passion ko. So teaching science to high school students and graduate students, yan yung spectrum ng tinuturuan ko eh, high school tsaka graduate. So sabi ko, this would ano, this would be a good outlet no to share my advocacy, my research then and then at an early age especially sa high It it's cool no na may scientists na nagtuturo sa kanila din na actual na gumagawa sa field tapos pupunta sa klase, nagshi-share ng mga experience. So Ganun nag-start. So from the coffee to the farming and then to grad school and then now teaching then sa university. That's in a nutshell, no? Nakailang minutes ba yun? Ten minutes. <laughs> Hindi, ang ganda nung, ganda nung kwento. Lalo na yung at one point you thought you'd be doing you know, coffee for... And I'm sure nung, nung panahon na yan, nasa isip mo pa, ito na long-term career. Yes. Yan na yun. But then it, it expected path back to the thing that you were interested in yes. you know, as, as, a young, as a child, yung science. And I just really like how it shows us na hindi mo talaga masasabi. Parang, <laughs> as long as you do what what you like to do, wala kang nasasaktan, wala kang lamang naapaka na ibang tao, you will find the path that is for you. Yes. Diba? Kahit hindi siya traditional Agreed. path na <laughs> nagsimula ako, naging science student ako, nag-secondary, science at ayun yan doktor na ako at buong buhay ko puro science yung ginawa ko ganda ang ganda kaya natatawa ko pag kinukuwento ko yung past ko actually di ko pala na mention no <laughs> hmm. may music career din ako for a while eh <laughs> okay you yeah. have to tell us about that yeah, what happened 
nung nagbabarista ako, so I was involved in a band, studyante yung aming vocalist and songwriter. Mm-hmm. So naging friend ko siya while then bumuho siya ng band. Tapos I was interested sa mga original work niya eh. So I offered na maging, or hindi pala offered, ni-recruit niya ako din, <laughs> na maging gitarista niya. Though I was a bassist originally, no? For all my life, I play bass, no? Since high school, college, sa church. So dahil siya yung kapartner ko, we were originally a duo, isang vocalist, tas isang gitarista. So ano kami? Emo. Emo mm-hmm. na duo. Tas eventually, we grew into a band. Tas I eventually switched to electric guitar. And yun, yeah. na-learn ko rin yun for a Gigs, no? We did gigs. We released an EP, a six-track EP, nasa Spotify. And our songs are even played sa radio, no? Until the pandemic. Matagal na to, Mikael. Ano pa yata kami nag-start? 2010? Bigay mo sa akin yung link mamaya. <laughs> Natatawa ako kasi parang nilagay ko nga siya sa LinkedIn ko, eh. Sa work experience. Kasi nung pandemic 2021, nagda-drive lang ako. Tapos narinig ko yung single namin. Piniplay pa rin sa jam. Sabi ko, grabe, 10 years old na <laughs> Pinaplay ka rin sa Feeling. Pero, Weird, pero yeah. valid yan. Ha? Like, legit, tama lang yun na nilagay mo sa LinkedIn mo yan. This is something to be proud of, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I just want to show people na hindi ako one-trick pony. No? Parang, <laughs> I, I had a life before. Yeah. I mean, I had a different life. I experienced doing gigs, no, going to bars, playing shows. Playing shows na walang nanonood. <laughs> Yung mga ganun. <laughs> Uy, pero so, part, part din yan ng ano, I, I have musician friends na talagang mm-hmm. nagkukwento rin sa akin minsan na saan talagang matumal or may mga gigs na wala, True. parang walang hikinig. And it's it's really part of it. And yan, yeah, experience ko to play for a debut. Actually, mm-hmm. I was part of two bands before. Eh. 18th birthday na, debut yan, nag-play din ako niyan, launching na mga gintong products. <laughs> oh, wow. Lahat, lahat pinatulan namin na basta gig. That was just a sideline no? while being a barista. So I got tired eventually. Parang I trained a friend then uh, to replace me. Kasi mm-hmm. ang gusto lang naman as a musician was one, to, to hear my song on the radio. Yeah. So when that ah, happened, sabi ko, okay na ako. <laughs> okay na. Uh-oh. Okay na ako. Yan. <laughs> ko umabot ka dyan, eh. I actually also had a brief stint as part mm. of a band. Ako wow. naman yung keyboardist slash backup vocalist. Pero... Hindi siya big deal na band sobra. Like, sumi, hindi naman sumikat. Pero like, they they only really got regular gigs after I left. Parang feeling ko talaga ako yung malas. Pero <laughs> hindi, umalis ako dahil iba yung vision namin. Parang ah, yeah. at the time, gusto ko nang gumawa ng original song. Oh. Napakwento na. I remember Sige the lang. exact day when I decided to leave. Parang nagpa-practice kami sa studio. Tapos I think the whole day, or well, ni naman buong araw, pero yung three hours na nag-practice kami, wala kami ibang ginawa kundi inulit-ulit yung covers ng, I think, Narda, Narda ata. Yung Narda. Na, parang ako, okay, after, tayo, no? <laughs> after the, the, the sixth time na play na they, they were they were obsessed with that song. I mean, a lot of a lot of people yes. our age were parang yes. sobrang bilib na bilib sila dun sa ano. Ako parang, Ito. this is great, but to work on our original stuff. Like, nagsulat na ako ng, ng tula na pwedeng lapatan yeah. ng music. Creative and, differences. Oh, tapos parang ako naisip ko, okay, this this really isn't, I don't think this is working out. So that, that same day, I, I said, ayoko na. And then, I didn't continue. Kasi, ah. hindi rin naman ako, parang hindi ako ganun ka-confident sa musical Mm-mm. skills ko. I thought that I worked well with them, but they didn't, we weren't doing the things that I wanted to do. Ah, uh, yeah. So, creative differences. Oh, exactly. Creative differences. So, pero happy naman ako na natry ko. Level na nakapag-perform na. Kasi yung unang-unang gig talaga nila, as in parang one week after I left. Parang, okay, nantay nyo lang bang umalis ako? Pero, <laughs> hindi, joke lang. Parang, alam ko na may parang gigs na kaming parating. Pero, uh-huh. parang nasabihan na ako, nagpe-prepare na ako. Pero, talagang napuno na lang ako. Hindi naman ako yeah. nagalit sa kanila. Parang, we're, we're friends. Pero, parang... Yeah. Hindi ito yung gusto kong gawin. I understand. Uh, <laughs> music <laughs> podcast. Music podcast. Nako. Oh, pero bago tayo mauwi yes, sa kantahan dito <laughs> at maging singing, ano to? Song theory podcast na to. Pag-usapan na lang natin, since nabanggit mo kanina, you know, there were opportunities that arrived and mm. that helped you pursue this path that you're currently on. One of those opportunities na nabangit ko rin at the start was yung fellowship mo with yes. Next Generation One Health. So, I think this is going to be an unfamiliar thing for a lot of our listeners. So, maybe tell us a little bit about 
the next generation one health fellowship you heard about it what made you yep. decide to join ayun okay yes this is also one topic that i'm passionate about especially nung nagpandemic no mm-hmm. so nung nagstart yung pandemic i was still doing my dissertation so it was a very stressful time kasi nagsusulat ka ng something very difficult no, with the stress ng pandemic so it was a really low point sa buhay ko kasi a lot of things were going on ang daming taong nagkakasakit and then the stress of doing a dissertation at the same time finally graduate ako and then covid was still a problem i was frustrated with the idea na Inisip ko, sana lahat ng brain power na meron tayo, no, dinedevote natin in solving this problem. Parang yun yung frustration. Kasi ang dami-daming matalinong tao, diba? Oh. Na kung ano-ano yung ginagawa. Tapos meron tayong public health problem dito na right in front of our face, killing people. Diba? Parang ng energy natin in solving this. Kasi... Bro. Meron nang nag-interview sa akin before. Sabi ko, this is the most exciting time to be a scientist actually. <laughs> Kasi we have this problem no, na hindi natin alam ang sagot. So it's yeah. exciting in a sense. Not, kung curious kang tao, scientist ka, ito yung challenge for you. <laughs> na actually, di pa rin natin masolve hanggang ngayon, di ba? And then, dahil medyo malayo kasi yung dissertation ko dun sa marerelate naman siya. It's about landscapes ng sa akin, eh, permaculture landscapes. So I was studying landscape structure. Ibig sabihin yung mga yung mga bagay na nakapaloob sa isang landscape kasi yung mga relationships and connections nila. no. So how they function as a system. Yun yung pinag-aaralan ko. So kung ilalagay natin dun yung mga diseases, pwede din natin siyang ilagay as an element no, of that landscape. And then, nung pagka-graduate ko, sa ko, ito, doktor na ako, the scientist, dapat naman may makontribute ako dito sa challenge na to. So, yeah. nagtingin-tingin ako sa Facebook, merong mga reports ng cases, no? Yung numero, numero lang, so, kanyari, 16 active cases, ganyan-ganyan. Sabi ko, kung ako yung nagbabasa nito, hindi ako magbabasa ng numbers. Kasi yung tao, very visual, eh. Mag-consume ng information, eh. Yeah. Hindi ako magbabasa ng mga table, no? Parang, pakay ko ba kung may tables din ng sari-sari numbers, no? Parang, hindi, hindi yan nagme-make Sense for Sense. Yeah, so much data. Oh, so much data, no? Parang kulang sa, ano, boom, science communication. So sabi ko, a way to properly present this data is through a map. This data needs to have a spatial component, no? Mm-hmm. So kailangan mas relatable siya. Marelate mo siya kung nasan ka at nasan yung mga cases na to. Kasi just saying 16, 32, 100 cases, ang tanong, tanong ng reader, eh, ay ano naman? <laughs> Yung mga taong infected ba eh, malapit pa yan sa akin? <laughs> Hindi na ba ako lalabas ng bahay? Kasi nandyan lang sila lahat sa paligid. So an- ano, yung, ano yung use ng ganyang information sa akin? So yung lumabas yung mga please, yung mga table, kinukuha ko yun, dinadownload ko, tapos tinatranslate ko into a map. So during that time, doon nag-grow talaga yung ano ko, skill sa geographic information systems or sa GIS. Kasi I was parang every week, Basta every time may drop, may drop ng case numbers, gumagawa ako ng map. And then every map na ginagawa ko, iba-iba yung visualization. I was trying to look for a way na ano yung pinakamagandang i-present yung data. So I did 3D, I did my video, I did app. So ang dami kong naging evolution ng aking cartography skills doon. So mm-hmm. sabi ko, eh, sige, ito yung contribute ko is to help people visualize where they are relative to these cases. So I think that helped kasi na-share siya sa Facebook, ganyan. And then right now, pag nagtingin ka, actually nag-iba na rin yung delivery ng reporting ng cases, hindi na lang basta tables. And then, yung wife nagpakita sa akin itong fellowship na to. Mm-hmm. Sabi niya, gusto mong i-try? Kasi I wanted to do something no for COVID research and wala akong mahanap na, na venue for it. Kasi wala namang kaming health sciences dito sa sa UPLB except for veterinary medicine. So parang hindi siya talaga subject for research. Just hindi ako connected doon sa university at that time. So connect ako dito. I'll just try, no? Wala namang mawawala, mawawala. sa akin. 
And yung binasa ko yung fellowship, ko, this is exactly the thing that I need. Kasi it's about the health of people, animals, and the environment. Kasi even before kumalaman yung One Health, actually ito yun na yung idea na nagmamarinate sa, sa utak ko ng matagal na. Kasi noong 2016, when I started my PhD, ang naaral namin agad is about dun sa yearbook ng United Nations Environment. Meron dong line um, in their 2014 yearbook ang sabi, environmental disruption leads to the emergence, amplification, and spread of new diseases while intact ecosystems have a protective effect. So sabi ko, nag-resonate yun sa akin, pinost ko sa Facebook. Hmm. Tapos nung nag-pandemic, hinanap ko siya uli. Tapos sabi ko, sabi ko na nga ba eh, sabi ko na nga ba eh. Kasi that time pa lang, may kutub na ako na pwede itong mangyari. Kaya parang nung I was taking my PhD, I was taking to prevent this from happening. happening. Pero ang lakas ng kutub ko na, mangyari, na mangyayari siya. At nangyari nga. So I'm here na already and I wanted to do something constructive. So sabi ko, sige, magtatry ako dito and tagal din kami naghintay. Tapos nagulat na din ako na nagtanggap ako. So nung nakita ko yung mga co-fellows ko, iba-iba kami ng background eh. So I think this will be my first time to work with a group that naginto ka-diverse kasi 15 kami. So talaga iba-iba yung skills. So ano din, it's very exciting nun to see no what would come out of this research or this fellowship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, tell us a little bit more about what you are currently working mm-hmm. on. And siguro kwento mo na rin kami habang habang binibigay mo yung details. Ano ba yung would you say that your your time in the fellowship was worth it? Ano ba yung natutunan mo? Uh, so far, nung last year we took a course no, an online course on one health really love watching the videos saka yung mga readings although hindi ko nabasa lahat pero i enjoyed yung readings kasi it's kind of validating yung mga alam ko kasi even before this <laughs> nung 2014 nung bago pa yung Coursera early 2010s mga ganon nagtake ako ng maraming courses on public health medicine so nagtake ako ng social epidemiology pharmacology public health nutrition nagtake ako ng mga ganong courses for fun kasi mm-hmm. During that time, nagma-masters ako and I wanted na babaunin sa klase ko na hindi alam nung iba kong mga classmates. So, nagkumuha ako ng free courses sa Coursera. And little did I know na lahat ng mga inaaral kong MOOCs that time is ma-apply ko ngayon. So, ngayon, nag-take kami ng online course last year and then first time ko makita yung co-fellows ko nung January. So, doon ko sila unang nakasalamuha. And then, For the longest time from then hanggang ngayon, we were developing our proposals no, for our, our research. So, it's, it's already in the website, no, lahat ng aming mga studies. And sa group namin, kasi we were divided into three teams. And then I was assigned in the team no, na that would assess one health sa landscape level. Kasi... When we were thinking about this, we had the environment in mind. Because individuals can never be healthy. Mm-hmm. No, kung analogy na ginagamit ko dito is, kanyare mga fish tayo sa isang fish tank. Kung polluted yung fish tank, kahit ano pang supplement or food yung kainin ng fish to be healthy, kung polluted yung environment niya, Magkakasakit pa rin talaga yan. So it all boils down no, sa environment kung where we are situated. So ang laki talaga ng role na piniplay ng environment. And during our One Health course din, nalaman din namin na yung role ng environmental sector, no, maliit pa. We need to put that sa, for, sa forefront. No? Kasi ngayon, nakafocus pa sa individual health eh, or sa animal health lang. Pero yung role or yung voice ng mga ecologists, mga environmental scientists, medyo mahina pa. We need to put that in the forefront. So yung sa research namin, we thought about doing a local One Health Index. It's a way to measure yung One Health performance ng isang locality, either provincial or regional. So this is based on an already existing Global One Health Index na published just last year. So we're trying to localize that na 
yung mga indicators is applicable sa ating bansa. So right now we're in the process no of looking for data no na meron tayo that we can use from our agencies para ma-measure natin oh gaano ba ka one health ang isang lugar no by score yan eh. So malalaman natin if when the next pandemic happens sana hindi naman malalaman natin kung gaano lugar na to for a pandemic response. So hopefully matapos namin to no bago pa man, saan hindi naman mangyayari <laughs> next pandemic. Oh. Oh, pero the way things are going now no with climate change exacerbating yung ating mga proliferation ng diseases no tsaka yung ating rapid urbanization and industrialization parang kailangan natin ano eh parang harapin yung katotohanan na okay it may happen again and then posible na yung origin ng disease X na to pwede din dito sa Pilipinas kasi very biodiverse tayo eh all of the diversity harboring all of these viruses no sa sa loob ng mga katawan nila no we can encroach these natural ecosystems anytime. Yeah, exactly. The, yung inisip ko kanina while I was listening to you, parang the more na, na, na yung barriers or yung divide between us and yung biodiversity ay nag, na, nababasag natin due to yes. increasing human intervention, the more likely it is for these illnesses to make it to us and our bodies are not prepared for yes. them. Actually, right now, ayaw ko ba, frustration ko rin na natin makonect yung health natin sa health ng environment eh. At least sa atin, hindi ko alam sa ibang societies, pero Uh-oh. very separate siyang things. No? Even magpausapin mo academic or student, parang when you talk about human health or animal health, it exists in its own bubble. Eh. Parang hmm. bakit mo, parang ako, kunyari parang ba't ka nag-aaral ng ganyan, lahat na lang inaaral mo. Actually, in real life, lahat talaga kailangan natin. Diba? You have to have sort of knowledge about everything. Diba? So that's, that's the problem na very compartmentalized kasi yung ating education. So in the end, hindi makonsolidate ng iba. Pero there are some people na kaya nilang pagtagpitagpiin yung simula nung natutunan nila nung elementary hanggang grad school. Actually, yun talaga yung direction na kailangan natin i-take. Is to, hindi tayo dapat yung very averse na, ay mat, wala akong alam dyan. Yeah. <laughs> di tayo dapat ganun. Kailangan may alam ka somehow, no? So actually, I took on jobs. Mahihirapan ako. For example, nung na-offer na akong mag-aral ng physics nung high school, actually favorite subject ko yung physics nung high school kasi for me, physics is math that makes sense. Kasi nakikita, wow. ko, nakikita ko yung physics na nangyayari sa totoong buhay. Plus mahilig ako sa space. So, nare-relate ko siya sa mga ganung bagay. So, when I taught physics, it was fun for me, no? Kasi it's math in action. <laughs> it's applied mm-hmm. math, no? So, pero alam ko na mahihirapan ako kasi maraming computation, eh. And yung sinabi ko din sa mga colleagues ko is yung mag-check. Parang nahihirapan ako mag-check. <laughs> Nang, uh, uh, pag mali yung sagot, parang naisip ko, mali ba yung sagot niya or hindi ko lang... Baka, oo. Baka iba lang pagkakaano. Parang, or baka di ko lang maintindihan. Hindi talaga mali yung sagot niya. So parang may ganun na akong doubts din. Pero yung exploring other things, sa grad school, nagturo din ako ng statistics. no So hindi ko strength ng statistics, but I use sa mga studies. Sabi ko, okay, di ko to strength, pero I'll dive into it. no Kasi part to ng science. Eh. Language siya ng science, eh, ang statistics. Eh. So kailangan ko siyang pasukin. So parang sana magkaroon tayo ng confidence or courage no to explore other sciences, no? And not just limit ourselves dun sa discipline natin. So I think itong ginawa ng Water Health Program, you know, is for us to see the world sa lenses ng ibang mga disciplines. Yun ang pinakamagandang takeaway from me. So na, environmental lawyer siya. Weakness ko ang policy, sinabi ko sa kanya. Hmm. Although social science ang background ko. Parang niraos ko lang siya. Parang ayoko mag-memorize ng mga batas-batas. Uh-oh. Yung mga EO-EO, yung mga ganun. So parang mahina ako sa ganyan. Pero inadmit ko na, weakness ko yan. Pero gusto ko matuto. Kasi pag nakipag-usap ka sa mga tao, or sa mga stakeholders, or sa mga policy makers, kailangan well-versed ka sa ganyan. And then, sometimes it's too late na, no, bago ma-realize na, ay dapat pala, alam ko yung mga ganyang bagay. I'm trying, no? I'm trying to get as much as I can no, from every discipline. Ayun. 
So salamat sa One Health for opening my eyes din. Oh, ganda nga rin yan. Like yung iba-ibang perspectives and experiences mm-hmm. ng mga participants, they all serve to enrich then each other. Yes, oo. By, by working together. Yun. Actually, there should not be a hierarchy of sciences. Yes. I, I read the labeling of soft and hard sciences kasi parang dapat tanggalin na natin yun. <laughs> kasi <laughs> it gives like parang the soft sciences are easy, the hard sciences are hard. No? Parang, oh, hindi siya dapat ganun. Alam mo, saktong-saktong nga yun nabanggit mo yan dahil naalala ko yung actually that was our episode just last week. Hmm. Yung, sa political science? Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yung, ang, ang, sci- ang political science ay science ba talaga? And we, we talked about that, kami ni Dr. Aris Arugay. And mm-hmm. ang ganda ng perspectives niya. So, kung, yeah, for our listeners na hindi pa narinig yung episode na yun, I invite you to to that. Lalo na if you're thinking of pursuing a career or if you're interested in political science or the yeah. social sciences and natatakot kayo because of the stigma that might come with it. No, yes. science ba talaga yan? Listen oh. to Dr. Arugay how, and how he explains it. Yes, pakinggan nyo. So, pag napakinggan nyo itong podcast na to, backtrack kayo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, oo. oo. Oh, and then, pakinggan nyo na all the way back to episode 1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Naubos <So>, ang weekend. <laughs> oh, wala. Oo, oh, and enjoy nyo yan. No? Enjoy nyo yung listening to, you know, learning from the perspectives of scientists from different yes. disciplines. Yes. Agree, Yun. agree. Oo. Si Dr. Jabez, he's the first sa mga One Health Fellows na I'll be talking to here on the podcast. We'll be featuring his colleagues dito sa podcast. And you guys will be learning about the fellowship, about what they do. And you guys will have a better idea of what One Health is. Explain dito sa episode na to. But I think yung perspectives nyo about this fellowship and why, why it's important will develop further with more episodes. But for now, I'm sure na yung mga nakikinig sa atin, maraming, maraming pa sigurong tanong sa'yo about permaculture, yes. <laughs> about, about yung zoonotic diseases, maybe even about coffee. Ako, I'm sure na, I'm <laughs> sure music. na I have some questions about, <laughs> about coffee. Kasi I'm also, hindi ko nag-aalay yung interest natin eh, Doc. Kasi, habang <laughs> yes. nakikinig ko kanina, naalala ko, harap pa to establish my own cafe. Oh, di ba? <laughs> so, meron nga akong, may one point nga during the pandemic. Actually, before pa. Parang yung before the pandemic, medyo may, may vision na ako na yung partner ko and I, now my wife, will be opening parang our own cafe and we'll be running it and also we'll be like, pwede siyang tambayan. So, alam mo naman, ang tao, maraming maraming mga ideas, yes. mga visions. Pero now that nabanggit mo, parang gusto ko pang magtanong about it. So, yung for, for people like me who have questions for you about the things that you're doing. Ano ba yung best ways para makontakt ka? Best way? Okay. Marami akong ano eh, uh, channels, no? <laughs> Pero mas, mas nagre-respond ako sa, sa email. So I will give yung email ko here for non-permaculture things. Mm-hmm. And email me at jbesjoshuaflores at gmail.com So that's jbesjoshuaflores at gmail.com and then if it's related to science and permaculture, you can email me at permacultureresearchph at gmail.com. Permacultureresearchph at gmail.com. And also, please follow our blog, permacultureresearchph.blogspot.com. All of our resources are there. It's free. We have our social media channels like Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And lahat ng lectures namin nandun for free. All publications are there for free. So ang daming, ang daming resources niyong pwedeng makuha doon. So just type, if you, hindi niyo nakuha yon, you can just Google Permaculture Research PH. That's capital PH. So yun, marami na kayong makikita doon. Please connect. <laughs> yeah, sounds awesome. And then, before we end, can you share a piece of advice for our listeners who are a science-based career, lalong-lalo na if they plan to do so here in the Philippines. Ah, yes. That's good. Final thoughts, a piece of advice no, for our listeners. No? We really can't quantify yung ating potential no, or ating abilities. No? Yung grades natin when going to school, actually, hindi niya mapepredict no, what your future would be like. Pero, I think, ang equip niyo lang sa hearts, no, need to save this planet, kahit ano pa yung maging 
course nyo sa college or maging career nyo, we always have to keep in mind to be a good steward of this planet. No? So, yun ang sinasabi ko din to sa, sa klase ko. Kasi without this planet, life is not possible. And lahat na ginagawa natin is not possible. So we have to take care of the planet, the environment, wildlife, biodiversity, no? So just keep that in mind. Because when we're very immersed in our work, our careers, or passions, we forget now we actually live in a physical planet, a rock. Yeah, a rock, <laughs> okay? yeah. We actually forget that now. We, we get so immersed in in work, the stress of work, that we actually forget that we're biophysical beings. No? So parang nalilimutan natin. It sounds funny, but it's true. <laughs> diba? So yeah, it's true. Very ano siya. Mapapareflect ka talaga na what makes all of these things that we're actually living on a rock, a floating rock. <laughs> so just keep that in mind. So you, you love the, the planet that gives you life no? as much as you love yourself. So I think that's the my my ano my message to our listeners today. That's a lovely message. It's a lovely <laughs> takeaway. So and I just want to thank you for again for making time to be here on the podcast today. I know you're you're busy and multiple pursuits. Pero I always love it when I get to sit down, you know, despite the, the physical distance, I get to sit down on the internet and pick your brains. And I feel like I learn a lot. I feel like I'm a lot smarter. And I'm sure our listeners do too. So thank you so much. Sana maging open ka to a part two. Yes. <laughs> Being on the podcast again. Go. Yan. Kukulitin kita <laughs> tukol sa band career mo. Yes. And sa coffee shop. <laughs> and sa coffee shop. Definitely. So pag nauli to, I, I hope na marami tayong mapagkukwentuhan. And I'm sure it's gonna be interesting. Yes. Thank you, Mikael. Thank yes. you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Stay safe and keep in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory. Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious. <laughs>